the uh, new Polar Seltzers for summer are out, so I've been drinking. Uh, <laughs> here, the little clink of the glass there. Uh-huh. This pineapple seltzer going off. It's pretty good. It's, you know, uh, I I know I'm old because all of a sudden I have like allergies or something. It's so stupid. Well, it's funny. I've oh, always had allergies and I didn't know it. So for years, yeah, I just maybe, thought I always got a cold at the end of every semester. You know, maybe that's it. Maybe I never sort of realized that I, I, I have allergies. But I, I was yeah. like, coming home today, I'm like coughing like crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm trying to have cough drops. And I just feel like I have this like just itchy something in my throat and I can't. Ugh. Yeah. It's the worst. Well, you know what the <laughs> cure for springtime allergies is? Isis. Early 2000s post-metal. <laughs> sure, man. Are you mad at me? What? No. What? For picking this one. No, no. Are you kidding? Uh, it It's completely in the wheelhouse of all... Oh, okay. I I was just reading something <laughs> where someone... I was reading something where someone was like, enough with this, it's in my wheelhouse shit. So I... I just now now I'm self conscious about that. No, but it's completely in the genre of everything that I mean I, that I was listening to with with Russian circles and if anything, this kind of made me realize that the this genre as a whole suffers from too many bands doing very very similar stuff. Right. And well, let's sit yeah, up before yeah. we get into that. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We're about to listen to the album Panopticon by Isis. And my name is Matt. I'm Jason. Uh, we've been friends since high school, and we've played in a lot of bands together. Music's always been a part of our friendship. So we started this podcast to talk about records that are meaningful to us. Not good records or bad records, just ones that we really care about. Sometimes we'll talk about uh, great albums. Sometimes we're going to talk about shitty albums. Not today. Uh, all of these albums are important to us for some reason. It may mean only something to us, but hopefully you enjoy listening to it. And this is We Listen To Records. We Listen, we listen to, to Records. 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 <laughs> I know you need to say that line from now on, I think. I know. I'm never going to get sick of that. <laughs> you know what I was thinking, though? Yeah. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I started to yeah. a, new, a really good new one today. Um, and they all have, like, pre-recorded intros with music and Sure. Often like a montage of things that have been said on the show. Sure. And I was like, yeah, we should totally do that. But then I, I kind of like how idiotic and haphazard ours is every well, episode. Well, you know, I was thinking about some kind of like theme song or something, but then I was like, well, but we we just always have the album playing and yeah. what would our theme music be? I don't know. It just seemed like, no, just get into it. Just start talking. Just get into it. Play the album and start talking, you know? We so last episode, we started a new format which I think we're going to stick with, where instead of me just picking a record, I picked three, Yes. gave you a tiny little hint of information, <laughs> and then based on that, you, you picked. That's right. Uh, and so I, I picked it, but you also picked it. I like that a little more. It's more collaborative. Right, right, right. Uh, and this time it is the 2004 album by the band ISIS, not the terrorist organization, no. the band. Uh, and the album is called Panopticon. There's so much to talk about here. <laughs> um, let me let me rack up. I pulled a, a really good um, uh, video interview I found with Aaron Turner on YouTube, and I just want to jump to this section because it's going to be a weird place to start, but I think you'll appreciate it. Cool. This. So we're going to kind of jump in a little bit. So it might start a little wacky, but please be patient. In one, and even though Panopticon is somewhat 
politically oriented. It's not taking a specific stance on any particular issues. It's not uh, directing people's attention in any specific way or, or it's not designed to um, change anybody's mind necessarily. So um, I don't know. I, it's, it's a tough thing because everybody in the band has different ideas and different interests in politics. And we really try not to have any overt message. But with that said, I think uh, Panopticon in particular is probably the most politically oriented and inspired record. But again, a lot of it's based on more social issues, I guess, and how they pertain to politics. So that was an interview with Aaron Turner. Um, I pulled it from a website called Vensrockt.de, which I assume is German. <laughs> um, you know, seems German. Sure. Um, and and I think that's a good place to start with this album because if you think about 2004, you know we're going into the election. This is um, you know Bush versus uh, 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 Massachusetts windsurfer guy there, uh, John Kerry. <laughs> windsurfer. Yeah, remember that was like a big no, thing they held I against him that like he went windsurfing. No. <laughs> Um, awesome. You know, and and he was anti-Vietnam War, yeah, you know, but like, you know, I, I feel like even as far back as 2004, it was impossible to put out an album without acknowledging that you had politics, right? Mm. Like even, and we'll get into Panopticon as a thing, but like, this album is so political. Um, you'd never heard this before, had no, you? No, that's funny. I did not. Yeah, I did not get that at all. That's that makes it a lot more interesting. So, so having never heard this album, uh, let's. I want to hear your first impressions, and then I just want to jump into a track. Okay, sure. My first impressions were uh, if in an alternate universe where Soundgarden kind of got interesting and and cool. Uh, that's a they, deep cut, right they there. They would sort of end up in this place where ISIS is, and um, I've tried a million times to defend that that cookie monster fucking vocal and I yeah. cannot do it I don't understand why someone would sing like that it makes no fucking sense to me I mean well, in today's that's, that's age what, like it was a style it's like I mean I, I can't compare it to things that, that have come and gone because it would be too harsh honestly but what what makes you think that is still a viable strategy to s right. for vocals in today in 2000 well okay even then 2004, 2004 even well, in 2004 thing, well maybe I not think, maybe not i think this album like serve like this album is so good that i can overlook the cookie monster vocals <laughs> yes right yeah i sure sure i could too it, it's few and far between for sure it just it, it brought that up for me that question yeah. of like well what? speaking of those like, like they well, come you, off they hit the ground running yes. with those cookie and they, yes. you're like oh fuck this right. is what we're doing yes so let's 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 play the first track okay. on this thing okay. and like because it really sets you up to think you're getting a certain kind of album and then yeah we'll, we'll go from there so why don't you play okay, the okay, first track okay. so did we
people. I mean, I think what's interesting about starting the album off this way is they hit you strong. Like you're expecting a good, you know, heavy metal album. Mm. And then halfway through the song, they pull back into this much more melodic piece that, that where we kind of cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the album is that. It's these sort of soaring, elegant, melodic bits. Yeah, yeah. With these like drop-ins of like metal. That right. are really pretty few and far between, honestly. Well, even um, even in this track too, I did get a, a very almost like a little bit of a shellac kind of you know that very crunchy, heavily gated, you know, right. You know, very like <laughs> chopped up uh, guitar, um, and uh, but then but then and I was gonna say on the the third track. Um, they use no, like that's a very far and away my favorite track on the song. Very chorusy guitar and and I was like, oh, that's weird. This is it. now I'm getting kind of like uh, the Cure sort of reference or something. Yeah. So so they were like, yeah, they they were a little bit all over the place in the way that um, what was the other album we were talking about that was like that? Oh, like Camperman Beethoven. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, within like within a very narrow you know post instrumental rock kind of window but right. but still they're 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 playing with those conventions maybe and maybe that's where that vocal comes from i don't want to completely dismiss it and say like oh my god what are you, you know what's happening here but uh but like on know, that third track that you mentioned we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, well that's my favorite so we'll play out on uh, this episode with that one in so fiction we can play the whole thing yeah you know, it's like seven minutes long or something. Yeah, yeah. But there isn't even any Cookie Monster, like, I guess for listeners who don't know what we're talking about, like, Cookie Monster vocals are like those death metal, like, rah, 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 voices. You know what I mean? Well, I think, I think uh, they were in that first track just a little bit. Cookie. It's just you like, know. it's just, it's like almost like, it's really like stereotypical at this point. I mean, Oh God! It was it's like when this album came out, like Slipknot, or I, that's all I think of when I think of those bands. Yeah. That style. I don't well, even know if that's like, true, but like, you know, jumping ahead a little bit. But these guys, I mean, they come out of a scene. Yeah. Like you know, they share the keyboard guitar player with Red Sparrows. Okay. okay. You, know, you already mentioned Russian Circles and Pelican. Yeah, yeah. Like they all kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, Aaron Turner, the guy who's the front man of the band, the main songwriter. He's like the the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he's from the, ISIS is from Boston and then moved to LA. Oh, nice! And um, uh, when they got to LA, they ended up launching a, a label called Hydrahead. Okay. And yep. so a lot of the bands that you mentioned, a lot of these, the good post metal stuff, yeah, yeah, is on Hydrahead or like sure. Hydrahead adjacent or yep. like shares members. Yeah. Like when you and I saw Red Sparrows live in New York, you know, a long time ago, um, the guy in the band, um, Bryant Clifford Meyer. Uh, was on tour with ISIS and he wasn't there, so the guitar player from Pelican filled in for him, right? Right, right, right. So you know, there, there are sort of all of those bands that we are on the heavier, sort of sludgier, melodic, and all they share members and they're all on, sort of sliding on this and off the same labels and it's kind yeah, of sharing yeah. the sound yeah, and touring totally. together. So you know, these guys get compared to like Neurosis and Godflesh and hmm, that's weird, you know, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so they're they're in good company if 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 that's a part of the musical spectrum that you want to spend your time. Right, right. Oh yeah, no, definitely they are. So um, let me let me jump in a little bit. I mentioned a little bit about um, Hydrahead and them, uh, you know, being from Boston, which makes me like them. 
Um, <laughs> this is their third album. Um, so the the first album is called Celestial, mm-hmm. which is you can imagine like any band's first album, it's much more raw, but it's it's almost danceable in a weird wow. way. Wow, like it's like metal dance music. I don't know how to describe it yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's i almost never listen to celestial because it only has one or two tracks where i'm just like not baffled by what's going on <laughs> and then uh, their second album is called oceanic which is very similar to panopticon stylistically i don't think it's as like doesn't have the depth like it's not okay. as robust yep the album after this one i never listened to it's called in the absence of truth and it's i don't know it, it it's almost like two metal okay yep and then their last album before they broke up is called Wavering Radiant, which is probably one of my other favorite albums of all time. Like it's oh, wow. it's all of the most beautiful, soaring, elegant parts of Panopticon. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of but it's almost like it's like too much. It's like it's like eating fourteen cupcakes in a row. It's right. like too decadent. Yeah. Like I can't ever listen to it front to back without it's like almost overwhelmingly like I'm, decadent. It's this genre is hard. The the further away I get from it. Uh, time wise like because this period was like just I couldn't get enough and it's probably around that 2000 well no when was it it might it might it was probably like a little bit later than that when it was just like pelican explosions mono like nothing else right and that and there were so many new albums and so many new bands and everybody was like it seemed like super into this this genre and I mean I don't think it was just me and my taste but um, and I just don't it, it's funny I, I definitely still love it and this album made me sort of want to go back to a lot of that stuff because I think once I think it's one of those things where I'm like oh, do I really want to listen to that and then the minute I put it on I'm like oh yeah I do and then I go down that rabbit hole again of like oh my god how does wait what's Pelican like again right <laughs> it's funny because some of those bands i still listen to on regular rotation yeah yeah well which ones um, don't you which ones Pel- have Pelican like fallen still away in regular rotation russian yeah. circles we've already talked about on this yeah. podcast yeah. um still in rotation mm-hmm. um some of them have dropped off like you know i red sparrows i loved back in the oh, day yeah, but yeah, i yeah. don't really listen to very much yeah i think it's um, yeah. old man gloom you know i was mm. like into for like 10 minutes and then i kind of stopped mm. I think like Mastodon and stuff. I haven't really like gone back to. And we'll we'll, we'll have to do Mastodon on the show because I was never into Mastodon. Yeah. And then yeah. a friend had tickets to see them about a year ago, and I saw. I went because Russian Circles was opening. Okay. Yeah. Um. And that picture you posted to the Facebook of me with Dave <laughs> from Russian Circles is from the show. But Mastodon was the headliner. Oh, cool. And and I finally figured out like Mastodon. I figured out is like Red Fang. Hmm. The music is heavy and seemingly intense, but the band, the culture, the identity is actually like goofy and fun and funny. Uh, Mastodon? Yeah. Okay. Like, I wouldn't call them a joke band. Right, right. But I, they're, they're, they're not taking themselves very seriously. Okay. We'll talk about that later. ISIS is a band that takes itself way too fucking seriously. I was going to say, I did get that sense. I think when we were talking about uh, an album in the past, that that um, that's you know, again, that's why Camper Van Beethoven kind of works. They're they're very aware and they're fine with it. And this music does sound like pretty self serious, 
Which, right. I mean, honestly, if, if you ask me, well, how does uh, post, <laughs> post, like, uh, instrumental, post, whatever, how does it sound not serious? You know what? Maybe you get something like Battles. Shellac. Or, well, I don't know. He's a pretty fucking self-serious guy, don't you think? But the music isn't. Yeah, I I guess it's not. I guess it is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. uh, It's a hard thing because because it does have these moments, like, that's playing right now where you're just like, fuck, yeah, this is great. Like, you know, there's, like, you know. Well, turn it up. Turn it uh, lightning up. Lightning storm happening in in uh, like uh, over the mountains, and there's some like <laughs> rains, you know, just pouring rain. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just like <laughs> it's very uh, cinematic. Yeah, I think that's what I like about it. Play it, play it. Turn it up. There they are. There I do like the title of this track, Backlit. I like that title. Yeah, <laughs> and I, good title. And I like that. Uh, I do like that the vocals are pretty buried. You can pretty much just ignore them if you want to. Yeah. Like, I, there's a I little mean, melody like happening there, but I, I... I like this partially because of that. Yeah. If you ask me what they're saying, I would never be able to tell you in a million years what no, the I lyrics are. I listen to this album a lot. And the only song yeah. where I actually know the lyrics would be the third track in fiction. Oh, okay. Okay. Just because they're really brief and they're actually really kind of elegant. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's just like it's just noise. It's just the vocals are yeah, another right. layer of noise. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I, you know, one thing I think is really truly representative of this era, hmm. as I'm looking at the track listing here, like the first track is seven minutes and th- thirty-one seconds. Right. Seven forty-three. Eight fifty-nine. 647, yeah. 940, <laughs> 950, 827. Yeah, like every time. track on this album is north of six, almost seven minutes long. There's two almost 10 minute long tracks. Is Was this um, a double LP? I'm wondering. What's that? Uh, was this a double LP? It must have been, right? How long it is this album? Been. You know what I mean? Because that's the other thing. Like you get these, like every single record from these bands is like a double LP. <laughs> because sure, yeah. you can't put more than two tracks on vinyl on it. i only it was i had yeah. it as a cd but, yeah um so i'm gonna go in a weird direction here for a second okay um do you know what a, a panopticon is no i was gonna ask you i mean i no tell me all right so um a panopticon is a is a type of prison oh and it was invented by this guy named jeremy bentham remember that name for a second jeremy okay. bentham okay um, and in his lifetime, the, the Panopticon was never built. 
But basically, the prison was designed to be a, a, a round a circle, a round building, mm-hmm. with the cells around the outer ring, uh, and the guard would be in the middle. And it was designed in such a way that the prisoners never knew when the guards were looking at them. <laughs> so, so basically, discipline would be enforced by the sort of like lack of knowledge or sort of permanent paranoia that came from the idea that you might be watched at all times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, so later on, they actually built a few of these in like. In well, South I was America gonna somewhere. say. Uh, and like the prisoners went batshit insane. Well, what about the um, what's that eastern state in in Pennsylvania? Isn't that like? Uh, yeah, they built. That a sounds like it. States. That sounds like that that design. And it was based it's on like now solitary. Considered a form of torture. Yeah, because it was solitary confinement, right? So yeah, they were like pretty much everybody went very crazy and, and killed themselves constantly. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the, the sort of, that's the origin. Is it's, okay. it's a type of prison. Okay, got it. But then it. Um, in the 60s, Michel Foucault in Discipline and Punish, the, you know, the postmodern philosopher, yeah. he starts writing about the panopticon as like like society, mm. like the cultural pressures to behave and, and the sort of uh, institutional police structure that we designed, you know, in the sort of the Jim Crow era mm-hmm. is... is you don't need a building to have a panopticon like culture became the panopticon sure yeah and then in the 70s and 80s Baudrillard starts revisiting that as like how we use media and that that theory is sort of spiraled outward in the internet era where you have all these people talking about how like we like like the panopticon used to be a prison and now Facebook is like the voluntary panopticon yeah right yeah right so at, in 2004, which remember is just at baby steps into the internet. There's no Facebook in 2004. <laughs> yeah. We're we're finishing up Bush's first term after 9/11, right? Yeah. And and they put out this album where they're like overtly referencing the Panopticon. They're overtly referencing you know all of these ideas of different forms of sort of like psychological prisons. Yeah. Um, you know that's that's why it's so interesting. Everybody. Anybody who writes about this album immediately begins with the political because, you know, it's, yeah. it's in the lyrics, it's in the the artwork, it's in the whole idea of the Panopticon. Um, did you catch any of that when you were listening to it? No, no, not at all. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, as I'm listening to it, I'm just trying to compare it to all, everything else and thinking about the time period of like, oh, okay, so Red Sparrows happened after this. And Godspeed was like slightly before, and well, not to mention Red Sparrow. You know, I'm is just doing like albums about like Maoist. Oh yeah, China. totally. There, that that I can. Yeah, I I didn't. I was trying to think of the the Panopticon. I guess. Uh, I don't know what it was making me think of, but but um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, it, yeah, I didn't I didn't get the the politics right away. Sure, that, for sure. Well, and, and I I think I said this before, but. At least one member of ISIS is also in Red Sparrows. Did they have any idea about that name? Is that a political happening? Mm-hmm. Oh, very okay. much. Yeah. So, so it is. It does have to do with that uh, terrorist group. Did they mm-hmm. have? They do. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's funny when well, you were ahead of the curve. You know, in that like way. what the Joy Division was. <laughs> Well, that's you true. Actually, yeah, learn right. what the Joy Division was. Yeah, you're right. like, oh, I always thought it was well, more of like uh, Egyptian or something. What ISIS? 
Uh, that's what they yeah, were going I, for with is, the band. Is, is a is a is an Egyptian god. Right, right. That's where I thought they were going with the band name. I didn't think it actually referenced uh, the the organization. Oh no, ISIS, the terrorist organization, didn't come into being until like right. Like okay, much later. Okay, no, so the, I'm not the, cra- this oh, okay, band okay. is referencing the the god ISIS. It is okay. 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 No, the terrorist I, group, I, ISIS. <laughs> I wasn't sure Wikipedia. if they. Hold on, let me. Let me okay, well Wikipedia that's yeah. Here. I I, did, I wouldn't um, know their origins. Like maybe they were around, you know, to early two thousands, just in like a different form or in a very like you know. Well, yes. Um, okay, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page for the terrorist group ISIS, <laughs> the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, ISIL. Yes. If you remember, Obama oh, used right, to call right, them right, ISIL. Right, right. Yes. Um, they have a lot of names. Basically, they've been around since 99, but they didn't gain global prominence until 2014 when the Americans. Left since 09. Okay, so so yeah, no, this so this band name has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with it. No, this, the band okay. name is a reference to, right. the, to Goddess. That's what I thought. Okay, so I was right in thinking that. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, yeah, unfortunate at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, it is. It's one uh, of those weird things. It's like, you know. Yeah. Just how, how how words or names become attached to things. Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. You know, like there's there was a a, a, a humanitarian aid organization in America during World War II known as the SS. You know, it's like. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, you know, yeah. yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's just it's like you know these things don't mean anything until they mean something, right? Yep. And then you have to go back and change things. Yeah. Go. Mm. Well, here, let me, let's me let play another track off of this thing, because we do okay. listen to records here. Okay. Um, I want to save In Fiction for the end. Let's listen sure. to, um, I don't know, either Will's Dissolve or Syndic Calls. Cool. Listening to this, yeah, um, and and sort of like imagining someone listening to this for the first time, like you, mm-hmm. um, like what was it about this time period, like two thousand two, three, four, five, six? Yeah, yeah. It seemed like everybody had a lot of patience. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but maybe. 
But I mean, like, who, like, this this one album, every song is, like, seven, eight, nine minutes long. Yeah. Every Pelican album, every Red, like, the, and those were very popular bands, very popular you know, albums. I think it's just, I think it comes back around, you know, if you go back to, like, prog rock, late, you know, early 70s type of, like, you know, uh, conceptual albums about Lord of the Rings or whatever, like, you know, those were those were like two song records, so I think it comes back around in different you know different forms, and I think that this genre, instrumental sort of metal, whatever, uh, lends itself to that. You know, where where you just want to you want to take the time. It's not about like, you know, I think yeah, I think that the the it's inherently going to be longer than your average track you know so what if this was a minute long or two minutes it would, it, basically it would feel for weird. the first time yeah this last week yeah did it try your patience or did you did you find yourself falling back into that like 2004 mentality oh yeah like, like getting into it or were you just like oh let's get on and get this song over with like what's next like, you know i did feel like a little bit let's let's get on with it only because um, I just don't think I'm in this place at the moment because it is this genre is very it's like it's like getting into you know uh, like uh, just a very specific genre <laughs> like okay like uh, like um, you know instrumental uh, 12 string folk or something you're like I gotta be in that place where I'm like that's what I want to hear and I know the artists that are really good at it and that's the tiny little island that I live on. So at the at the moment listening to this, I was just like, I'm just not on this island. I just want to like, okay, yep, it's kind of like this. Yeah, I hear this. And I'm sort of letting it, you know, it, it does force you to kind of like give into it a little bit because you don't know how long this track is going to be. Right. And you're sort of, you are sort of forced to like live in that moment a little bit and just sort of like, let me well, do it's, something it's, else while I listen to this, and then it, and then all of a sudden the album's over, you know, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so, it's funny because I listen to this a lot. This is one of my albums I listen to when I'm I'm driving to and from work. Oh wow! So you know, it's a half hour ish each way. Yeah. So I usually get three ish tracks there. Yeah. You know, I get I get the front half of the album going to work, and I get the back half coming home. <laughs> That's basically. funny. I don't think I could listen to this like going to work. You well, know it's what I mean? funny like, because this is the very like. Is like you know, especially the first two tracks are like really like metal. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's eight in the morning or seven thirty in the morning and it's like, I gotta go to work, I haven't had enough coffee. And it's like it's like a jolt of adrenaline. Mm, mm. And then the back half is really like melodic and almost like ambient in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's like coming home from work, reflecting on the day. <laughs> like you know, like yeah. I, I, I don't know it just works for me. I don't know why. Um but also like I, I, I was th- sort of thinking about this um, trying to see this through your eyes or through the eyes of somebody who hasn't listened to this before. Yeah. And it's like, um, sort of like what you were just saying, like recently I've been watching a lot of black and white movies from like the 30s, 40s, and right. 50s. Right. And 
I, I, apparently I don't learn lessons very well because every time I'm like, oh, this is going to be boring. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to like be annoyed. I it's going to be like, it's going to suck. Yeah. And then you, then you put on like an old Hitchcock film or you put on, you know, Citizen Kane or Casablanca or whatever. Yeah. And these are amazing films. And I yeah. am never bored for like one second. I know. Yeah. Because they're beautifully crafted, amazing stories. They actually move faster than a lot of modern movies mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And and I'm like immediately in it, but you have to like flip a switch and go from Avengers mode to like, you know, uh, Humphrey Bogart mode. Right. And it takes a second. Sure. But once you let yourself make that transition and you're like, this is the pacing and the type of storytelling we're going to do for the next two hours, then I'm in it. Right. And I feel the same way about this album. It's like if you're if you are not willing to flip the switch and like sort of absorb it at its at its pace and with its um you know with its tempo and with its idiom yeah then you're just going to be annoyed but if you're like i'm willing to give myself over right you know you have you have a good experience yeah i could i could following that film uh um, idea i could see it being like a little bit like um not john waters but like David Lynch in that way where you're like I don't know where this is going I don't know how long this, this is going to happen right I'm just going to say all right I'm going to go for it yeah you just you're just, you're just kind of like you just you just have to throw up your hands and be like yeah. I'm doing this yeah. I don't know for some reason though it does seem like too heavy to be listening to going to work like not not heavy stylistically but in the way that like for some reason I get really caught up in, in, in this instrumental stuff to the point where like I would just drive past the exit or, or completely oh, miss sure. going you know what I mean like and, and in that way I would go oh I can't listen to this on the way to work well I definitely sit you know in the parking mean? lot sometimes and let the track <laughs> because out. because but yeah. also remember I drive in Boston rush hour <laughs> so like you know it's either this or you know like I don't know I I don't know. What, what, what yeah. do you listen to in Boston yeah. Rush Hour? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. This is what I listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just, as a, as a like, style, I think I tend to get really into it. Like, oh, I like this little change and this, this sort of new guitar sound that's working its way up the chain of levels. And then, oh, there's a little, that's, that's different. You know what I mean? And, like, all of a sudden I'm like... Really Actually, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that's one of the nice things about this album is is the sort of endlessly shifting layers. Yeah, sure. No, I mean it, it has the, the the like cavernous drums as the like base of everything, and then I I do I hear a lot of these layers, and I think um, uh, that they do play with not the sort of typical you know metal or whatever type of things where where you do have like almost like very psychedelic parts with that kind of wah sound happening with well, distortion the fact that they have a keyboard player really has always been interesting to me i d did not hear that on this record at all right like i it's, it's, do not it's hear in there, a though. it's so cool <laughs> wow that's weird i'd have to really be I, if you told me there was keyboards on this, I would not believe you. <laughs> yeah, the dude that's, that's also crazy. in Red Sparrows is the keyboard player for Ice. God, I, where, wow, I have no idea where that is. Huh, weird. Yeah. No, it, it's three guitars, a yeah. bass, a keyboard, <laughs> and a drum. Okay. Huh. And they're just like, 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 kind of 
like almost like an avalanche. They're all just kind of tumbling over each other, and right, at right, any right. given point, one is on top for just a little bit. Huh. Well, this says that the lineup specifically says electronics. Right. So I wonder if he isn't doing just like, like not specifically like keyboards, but just alive. He's got a keyboard. I don't. Maybe yeah, the yeah, sounds yeah. are run through the keyboard and they're yeah, doing like right, MIDI right, processing. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. But right. on on other albums like on Celestial, there's definitely a keyboard, like a huh. like a good old fashioned you know Yamaha <laughs> yeah, keyboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird. Weird. So uh, I'm gonna tell it like kind of a weird story, and then okay. maybe we'll play another track. Yep. Um, so earlier I mentioned uh, Michel Foucault's Discipline and Punish. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I read that book in college because my professors were way into Foucault. And then I'd forgotten about it. And um, uh, a few years ago, I, I did a short film. You were involved in it called Disopticon. Right. The idea was a panopticon of dystopias. <laughs> it was fun. Whatever. It was fun. But I read a lot of uh, about Jeremy Bentham, who I still want to talk about. And I read a lot of these histories. And so I got Discipline and Punish as an audiobook. And I'd forgotten that it's basically the history of like like public execution wow. as a way to dissuade people from committing crimes. Right, right, right okay. Show them. So I'm on the subway listening to this audiobook. Yeah. And he's describing breaking on the wheel, which I'm not going to go into on this podcast. Uh, yeah, but yeah. let's just say it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, actually, a shout out to another podcast that you introduced me to called Hardcore History. Yeah, yeah. His new episode is, is called Painfotainment. He actually goes oh, yeah, that uh, one. into this oh, and uses God. Discipline and Punish Yikes. as one of his source texts. <laughs> yeah. You know that podcast, right? Oh, yeah. that No, that episode is great. It's fucking great. It's insane. Um, so anyway, I'm listening to this audiobook of Michel Foucault's Discipline and Punish on the subway and just alternating between like crying and wanting to vomit. Yeah, right. And everybody around me is like backing away. And, but I couldn't bring myself to turn it off because even as horrifying as it was, I wanted to like finish it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, totally. And so I'm just on the train, just like terrified. Well, that's and what so painfotainment like, is all about. As soon as I got to right. the end of that chapter, I turned it off and I put on this album because the word Panopticon just immediately took me there. Yeah. And it was like so soothing. Like I don't know how to describe it. It was like it was like um it was like a warm blanket or something after listening to this, this horrible horrible right. audiobook. And uh, I just I I've always had sort of fond memories of this album since then. Is this like this might like comfort after that horrible experience? <laughs> or like exactly related to it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and at the same time, totally related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so here, let's listen to a little more track, and then I, I want to uh sort of just touch on the jeremy bentham thing a little bit what uh which track Um, grinning uh, let's listen to altered course all right here it is
have it. I mean, for an album that starts off so in-your-face metal. Right, right, right. I mean, to end, you know, that's the next to last track. It's just like, this is, we, we move into this whole other space. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so 2004. Yeah, there's a, there's um, a lot of records happening. In, you know, give or take a year or two. Holy shit, it was cra- it's crazy, the stuff that was happening. Yeah, well, and With- also... Um, wait, let me pull up the exact date here. I didn't realize that that was all 2004. That does not seem like that long ago. No. But I guess it was. So, um, do you know what happened on September 22nd of 2004? No. That is the uh, first episode of the TV show Lost. All right. Were you were you a fan of Lost? Um, I thought it was a good show. I think I did not keep up with it. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, in, in our house, we we were obsessed with that show. We loved that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I even had a friend who did a series of YouTube recaps from the perspective of the baby in that show. <laughs> um, nice. Every year, so after the first season, because it was so like smart and literary and there were so many like crazy references and it was like one of those things you could watch over and over and over again and, and get more from. Yeah. Um, so after the end of the first season, we got it on, I got it on DVD for Christmas. Okay. Remember DVD box sets? Yeah. Know, and right? so over Christmas break, we like, we like, uh, like marathoned it. Yeah. And then the new season started. And then, so we watched season two, and then I got the DVDs from season two. So we watched season one and two oh, wow. before season three started, yeah. et cetera, right? Sure. So I bring this up because, as I mentioned before, the guy who, the philosopher who invented the idea of the panopticon, yeah, the actual prison panopticon, uh, was a guy named Jeremy Bentham. And if you look at um, the TV show Lost, the whole... Uh, setup of the Dharma Initiative, the whole logic of the Dharma Initiative, yeah. is a is a panopticon, Weird. and it's a series of like panopticon shaped structures inside each other. So it's like panopticons inside panopticons, and the whole island itself is sort of a metaphorical panopticon. Huh. And like you're going, okay, well that that seems crazy, except <laughs> that in season five there's a whole story arc where the main character named John Locke, yeah. He's the island and takes on the name Jeremy Bentham. Oh, wow. Jeez. Oh, wow. I did not see that part. Yeah. And so it's like, it's very like layer on top of layer on top of layer. So you've got this slowly building over the course of several seasons, understanding that the island is this like nested layers of Panopticon. And you're like, okay. And then they throw in a guy literally named Jeremy Bentham. It's like, amazing. Okay. Wow. That's nuts. I still remember that, and 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 I remember. Um, anyway, I don't know. I don't know why that's associated with this album for me, but it is. That's crazy. No, I mean the name, obviously. I mean the the well and the whole the whole idea. It's nuts. Crazy. Um. Well, uh, we're we're kind of running out of time here. In terms of uh, this album, what are your maybe your final thoughts on Isis and Panopticon? Well, I'm starting to see that 2004 was like. A f- just uh, that may have been the peak of this genre. Um, at least you know when I'm looking at I'm looking at like Pelican Head Australasia and 
and the Friday Night Lights soundtrack happened. Oh yeah, explosions! In <laughs> that the was sky. 2004. So wow. I'm like, this is this was a really nuts. I mean, okay, granted, Panopticon is 07, 08. So it's 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 slightly after that, but but no, Panopticon's 04. Oh, it is. Oh shit. Okay, so it's 04. So perfect. So that that's fitting into this even more because I'm I'm looking at like. Um, uh, yeah, Red Sparrows, their their records, and like it's really crazy. Two thousand four was was this weird, super post instrumental metal time that I sort of didn't. Uh, which I don't know. Is it still happening? I don't know. I know I'm sort of like, you know, lost track of most of those bands and pick them up here and there, but they're not like. Right, um, high on the list. It's weird. Well, at this yeah, point, it's mono, been 14 same years. Thing. A lot of them have split up. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. How long can you like tour playing with this stuff? So, yeah, it's but nuts. I, I mean, it's I, really I, nuts. It, it leads me back to the the question I asked earlier. Like, yep. what was in the water? What was yeah. in the air? Yeah, exactly. That no, that's made what I'm thinking. This, um, a really good moment for post metal. Like, I think it was, <sighs> yeah. in a lot of ways, Aaron Turner from ISIS is like created the space for this, like through right. the record label and, and the label. Yeah, the label for sure. This that's a perfect example of somebody going, "Hey, me, my friends and I are doing this, and here's a way we could release it, and just perfect works out." Well, and if you look at you know they're doing split albums with um the uh the melvins yeah they did right. uh, one of those do you remember in the fish tank where people were like multiple bands would go in and perform together no. in like a collaborative space so they did one with aerogram remember aerogram no i don't like know they did tours with yezu like all these like there's so much of this going on in that yeah moment. yeah totally um yeah i i don't i like I don't Who have an answer for that. <laughs> creates a cultural moment like yeah, that. Yeah. So what was going on in pop music at that time? Was it Britney's? Oh, I, I have like, no idea. Was... Yeah, right. Oh, I'd have to look it up. I, I, can't, I don't have the energy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's oh. put pop music Blah. 2004 into Google and see what we get here. Um, Usher, Avril Lavigne, uh. Destiny's Child was still around. Um, Kanye was just climbing. Kelly Clarkson from um, American Idol. Mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg's Drop It Like It's Hot. Franz Ferdinand. Remember Franz Ferdinand? Yes. Um, man, what a weird... What a weird year for music now that I'm looking at it. And then this is going on underground. Um... Is this going to be an album that, that goes into your regular rotation? No. No? Not no. in the regular? No, because, again, this is a very... and I love this island. I I'm not. I have not gone there recently. It's That's great. Cool. I love this island. I will look at it from the ship and say, oh, yeah. <laughs> As you pass on by. Oh, yeah. I should go there sometime soon. Well, um, <laughs> here's the disclaimer. <laughs> The disclaimer is yes. uh, we don't make any money off this podcast, no. and uh, we're not trying to hurt anybody. We're just here for the music. So if for, you know you represent ISIS or uh, whoever, whatever label put this out, and you think we should take this down, just let us know. We'll do it. We don't. We won't put up a fight. Um, but we're really here to celebrate the music. <laughs> we'll just roll the, right over and say, "Oh, yeah. sure, of course, sorry, <laughs> sorry." Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty sad. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> We just want to talk about music, man. We don't, right. we don't need we players. Have no, right. We have, <laughs> we have nothing to take. 
<laughs> yeah. Please, please, dear so, God. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I so gave next you week, three choices. Yes. Last week, I'm gonna give you three, and we ended up here. Yeah. So, um, so I'm I've deliberately given <laughs> giving you three that go as far away from here as possible. We're gonna go. We're, you don't want to be near this island. No, we're we're island. gonna. I don't know where we got on a plane now. I don't know where we are. I like so, how the, the island metaphor from Lost has stuck around. That's oh yeah, good. that's right. <laughs> All right, so door number one is. Uh, I'm gonna try to door make these. Door one. <laughs> right. I'm gonna try to make these as abstract as possible. Also, oh, God. so right. door number one is uh, 44 songs. All right. 44 songs. 44 right. songs. <laughs> and it's not it's not a Pelican album or box set. Let's say. Um, just to, just so you know, uh, door number two, door door number number two. two is, uh, this one I will call, uh, not backwoods. That has a negative, real negative connotation. Let's say, let's say isolated country brothers, isolated country <laughs> brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have some questions, but all right, go all right, on. All right. Okay, and the last one is oh, oh, going sorry, to sorry, be sorry, sorry, door, sorry. Door, 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 door number three. Is um, uh, hmm. is door number three is is one second. Oh, yeah, I know. Excited, okay, right? okay. Atlanta. I still have a lot of questions about door number right, right, right. two. Right, I, I, I forgot about door number three for a second. Um, uh, 80s Atlanta synth. 80s Atlanta synth. <laughs> yeah. So wow. that, those are your picks. Okay, I'm okay. taking. Um, wait, what was the first one again? 44 songs. 44 songs. songs. That's too many songs. I'm taking that one off the list right now. I don't don't have that much patience. We're going to talk about that record one of these days. All right. Um, So we'll we'll, we'll reveal at the end of this process what the three were. Okay. okay, So I'm taking door number one off the list. So number two is Backwoods. Well, yeah. Let's say say isolated. Wrong turn. Wait, what? Let's say isolated. Or, yeah, let's say isolated. Country. Country isolation. There's, there's, I'm going to tell you right now. Brothers. There's a part of me that hopes it's the Deliverance soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, um, you, yeah, you would think that. And then the 80s synth. Atlanta synth. Yeah, yeah. 80s Atlanta <laughs> synth. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Yeah, um, yeah. The truth is, I, I, I am the most curious about door number two. Okay. I want to go into the backwoods and find out what's going on. All right, great. Well, you picked. Donnie and Joe Emerson's weird outsider record called Dreamin' Wild from Dreamin' Wild Dreamin' Wild with an apostrophe no G just Dreamin' Dreamin' Wild and uh, I have no idea when this was released when, actually when, when is it from what is 70? it 70s 70s wait so Don <laughs> Donnie me? and Joe Emerson they were brothers it, somewhere in Washington State, the okay, name. I'm bringing it up on. Oh um, my God! The Red name album covers amazing. <laughs> the name of the um, uh, town is called Fruitland, I think. 
Fruitland. Um, yeah, but it's like it's like a very like you know upstate. Like I just imagine you know where where we came from, like upstate New York, sure. country, farmland, but really isolated. Like they were like hundreds of miles away from like a real town. Oh my god! So okay, so all of the fans and listeners of this podcast, um, next episode we're gonna listen to. Donnie and Joe Emerson, yep. Dreamin' Wild. Dreamin' and Do wild. yourself a favor. <laughs> if you don't listen to it, at least Google the cover. It does have Before a, the next episode. A really great cover. <laughs> so what were the other two? What, is, what was the um, uh, uh, 44 songs? Oh, uh, Double Nickels on the Dime. Uh, yeah, okay. Yep. That's kind of what yep. I thought it was going to be. Yep. <laughs> and what is 80s Atlanta synth? Um, Ashray Facts. I don't know that one. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a weirdo one. But uh, you went you went off the rails on this. Oh you, yeah, you yeah. I wanted been, to like, go really super pissed late. off that I no no not at all. You're just like not oh, at all not at all over. not at all. No, I just want to make sure we're we're covering. You know, I like to go uh, weird weird directions. That's all. All right. Well, ladies all right. and gentlemen, thank you so much. Tune in next week for Dreamin' Wild. Dreamin' Wild. What track are we going out? We listen, 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 listen. <laughs> What track are we going out with that? In fiction. Right. Hey, you wanna you wanna play us out with some ISIS? Why don't we just uh, in fiction? We do the whole thing. Let's do in fiction all night. The whole minutes. album. Okay. Great. <laughs> Here we go. In Here we fiction. go.